Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of this podcast. It's been quite a while since I uploaded anything, but I have quite many new upcoming topics in mind that I am planning to release very soon. So, to those who are really looking forward to new episodes, you will definitely hear them. Also, I am thinking of upgrading the quality of the episodes and maybe even moving to a new studio in the new year. I'm very dedicated to what I'm doing and it makes me so, so happy seeing so many people give feedbacks on my work and seeing that I actually am able to make someone's days better. I'm extremely grateful for having the ability to speak up about the topics that I find important, spread the message all around the world. I have recently discovered that I have listeners all the way from Australia, isn't that amazing? Anyways, we are going to talk about things like temper tantrum, anger issues, emotional sensitiveness, emotional triggers, and how to generally gain this sense of self-control over yourself, this shield people put on in order to protect themselves from outer triggers and from wasting their energy on unnecessary things. In my opinion, it is crucial for any human being. As humans, we know from our personal experience that sometimes anything can cause a flash of anger and irritation, including the keys that suddenly cannot be found at the bottom of the bag or silly comments from your coworkers or strangers on social media, when you break something, when you spill something on your new shirt, or for example, there's a very annoying person in the bus next to you and you just cannot change the seat. Experiencing anger is quite natural, I would say. It is a basic emotion, but there is a flip side to the coin. When one person experiences a high level of stress, the pressure in the body is at its highest, and the risk of exploding over something minor is very high, especially if that person generally has a very expressive nature. And in that case, it hurts not only the person, but also the majority of those who he or she comes in contact with. Nevertheless, even those who have a calm nature can sometimes experience days of high emotional sensitivity. After I've done my research, I've discovered that hot temper can depend on both inborn and acquired features. In any family, there are so-called patterns of emotional response. So even in childhood, we learn how to control ourselves by observing adults through imitation and identification with parents or relatives. And if we see that, for example, dad finds it acceptable to yell and throw hands while the mother is usually seen crying, then the child can learn to express their feelings with cries and fists. Self-control actually is a social skill. Someone learns to manage their emotions, for example, by learning about the consequences in advance, and someone on the other hand is not able to cope with them at all, or doesn't want to. Now, coping with emotions doesn't mean not expressing them at all or being punished for expressing them, no. Coping with emotions is emotion management, how I like to call it. You need to think through how you express them, when you express them, who deserves to know you on such personal level and who doesn't. Why am I saying that is, reaction generally takes a lot of energy from a person. And when you're already drained, this is the worst scenario. When I learned what deserves my reaction and attention and what doesn't, I became much happier. Now I often get told, I am so jealous of your patience in class, Julia. Please teach me how to do it. I have to cope with assholes every day and I can't handle it anymore. I also want to mention that anger is the emotion of a socially privileged person. For example, a boss finds it acceptable to express anger at a subordinate, but it isn't socially acceptable if it happens vice versa. It is the same with parents and children, 
women and men, white and black people, and so on, generally speaking. So the first step you need to take in controlling your emotions is analyzing your triggers. Triggers are related to situations, people, thoughts that cause sharp and disturbing emotions for you. For example, for parents, the most common trigger is child disobedience. The traditional model of family and parenting implies that the child must obey the parent in everything. If that does not happen, parents feel that their authority is undermined, and this ultimately causes anger and aggression. Same goes if a woman doesn't obey the man in patriarchal families. You might also be triggered by someone's comments, if those are the comments from a specific person or considering a specific topic. Generally speaking, anger arises in situations we care about and around the subjects which we are especially sensitive about. Therefore, you need to study your triggers in order to prepare for the situation in advance. Like, for example, I know that my coworker will come around in 15 minutes and I hate hearing her complaints, so I will get busy around that time. Or it makes me very upset when I see my friends drunk, even if it's none of my business. I will limit the time I spend with them, for example, on Fridays when they're drinking. Or I hate receiving spam in my mailbox. I will filter it out or turn off the notifications. There is a solution for each one of those situations. If you can't completely solve the problem that bothers you, isolate yourself from it as much as you can because sometimes when you really try to fix everything around you, it becomes too much. Just let some things happen and pretend like it does not concern you at all. Your energy is the most important thing here and I think I've said it before. Sometimes some things just aren't worth it and if you know your triggers, you're armed and prepared and safe. Another way you can be armed, prepared and safe is when you're ready for a flash of anger. Because like they say, danger foreseen is half avoided. Think about how to remind yourself that you need to stop in a certain situation and not plunge into an emotional funnel. So imagine pouring hot coffee into a big cup. You keep on pouring and if you don't stop in time, as a result it can overflow, make a huge mess and burn your legs, for example. This would not happen if you monitored your actions, paid attention to the situation, and etc. In life it is like, I know that this guy has a nasty character and he hates when he's being corrected. And I am very sensitive and I hate being yelled at. So in order to avoid the conflict, I better not correct him this time or ever. Or Karen hates talking about politics and it will most likely turn into a huge argument. So what I do is I don't discuss politics with her. To have control over the outcome, you need to be attentive with your reaction and your surroundings. Know the size of the cup that you have and the temperature of the drink that you're pouring. So if you know in advance in which situations you can experience anger and in which situations it is especially difficult for you to cope with yourself, then it will be much easier for you to stop it at the very beginning and exhale. And then a breakdown will not happen. The signs of an outbreak of rage may be different. Someone's fist begin to clench or they experience a flushing around the face. Someone might feel out of breath. So what you need to do is just observe yourself remember what is happening to you and then it will be easier for you to cope with the impulse. I should not forget to mention that sometimes the mindset is the issue. 
no matter the people around you, all of us are responsible for ourselves. Sometimes you might be the issue, and you might not even know it, which is absolutely fine. Emotions, including anger, are directly related to thoughts. These may be the thoughts about how terribly offended you are, or that life is basically unfair. It's all about the mindfulness, about how you perceive the outer world. I used to get really upset when I received comments about my body, but now I don't really care about it, like, at all. I used to get triggered by the totally disrespectful behavior of my co-worker, but as soon as I reacted, I made it into a bigger issue. I decided to let her be alone with her issues, no matter what's the situation, and now, all of this drama doesn't concern me. She's not the type of person to gain self-control, but what I did is I gained control over my triggers, and so can you. It is not only useful to look deeper and into ourselves, but also very interesting. You can see which of your personal values affect your anger, what role does anger play in your relationships with other people, and so on. Our emotions are functional. Getting angry at a person, we try to convey to him that his behavior is unacceptable to us. Think about how you can explain this without anger. Most likely, it turns out that the same goals can be achieved in a much less aggressive way. While I was doing my research for this episode today, one thing, one funny thing that I've discovered is that you can actually be infected with an emotion. This is a relatively investigated phenomenon and it's an unconscious process which is associated with empathy. What we do is we intercept someone else's emotion due to, for example, facial expressions, the voice, gestures, and exchanging the looks. Of course, that doesn't always happen. For this to happen, a person who conveys emotion to you must express emotions brighter than you. But at the same time, he or she must not know that you are watching and perceiving. Like, for example, a desperately sobbing child. Yelling neighbors. Oh, I actually had this happen to my friend just a couple days ago, when he discovered that his neighbors are a disaster and have a very destructive family, where aggression was apparently a normal thing, because that whole day he kept hearing arguments. Then I called, the arguments upstairs wouldn't stop, and he needed to actually stop the phone call with me and take some time to calm down because he felt so overwhelmed by the intensity of the emotions, even though it wasn't his family. But what he did is he got infected by emotions. This is extremely hard to control, but keep in mind that this does happen. People are empathetic creatures and we easily absorb whatever is around us. Finally, we are coming to an end of this episode. When talking about emotions that come in an explosion like anger, frustration, sadness, do not be afraid of self-studying, self-evaluation and self-observation. Because all of this is needed in order for you to understand yourself on a higher level vibrate on a higher frequency and gain control over your mind and body, which is exactly what this podcast is about. Anyways, I hope you liked this episode, hope you had an amazing day, I'm wishing you all the best, and you will hear me again with the next episode very soon. Till the next time.